0: Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David and as always I am joined by the uh, Cyberman-y Matt. I, I, I I'll be honest Matt, I have not thought of a decent... Uh, Adjective that, that that ties in with the ascension of the Cyberman this week. Well,
1: um, I'll, I'll take that. Hello, David. Hello. I don't know listeners. If you've got any
0: suggestions,
1: uh, I mean, you could have just got paid me a compliment. <laughs> could have said dashing. You know,
0: I suppose I could have. It never even occurred no. to me. That no. <laughs> oh
1: well, I think that's a sign of things to come this <laughs> oh. week, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean. I'm on the beer tonight. Oh,
1: yeah. The root beer.
0: The root beer, oh, yeah. What, what are you
1: on, <laughs> the barks or the stubbons?
0: Uh I had a, a barks yesterday, so I've been uh, sampling the stubbins today. Um, uh, for context, listeners, Matt, uh, yesterday very very, kindly dropped off my, my share of the loot from uh, the uh, not-exactly-secret Santa with... Um, the married to who gang, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Um, I uh, even got little Zorbs modelling his uh, hoodie. Now. I've realised I sent the, I sent a copy of the picture to uh, uh, married to who, but I've not sent one to you, Matt. Would you, would you like to have a little yeah, look? Of course,
1: of course.
0: While um, uh, whilst we're on the
1: topic, David, I, I need to talk yes. about the married to who secret Santa.
0: Yes, go for it. Uh,
1: this week, in one day, I listened to the entirety. Of the Lady Christina box set.
0: That absolutely could not have done your health, any good.
1: No, like, I, I literally felt my brain melt out my ear. <laughs> um, so, I think I'm right in saying, by the time this episode comes out, this will come out on the Saturday, like normal, and yes. the preceding Wednesday will be my review.
0: Right, okay, so this will be old news for our listeners by the time... They're listening to this now. Uh,
1: possibly. It might be the... Hold on, now. Let me think.
0: This Wednesday
1: coming will be my entirety of the Doctor Who Adventures video game.
0: Right, yep. Yeah.
1: Then this episode we're recording right now comes out. Okay. And then the next Wednesday is the Lady Christina one.
0: Right. Okay, that makes I'm sense. I'm absolutely so-
1: like, ploughing through my little projects at the minute, David.
0: You are, you are. You just... Uh... You, you, you're keeping yourself busy, mm. which is uh, always a good thing, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah. So does that mean we? It's not that we're pushing it back, but damaged goods. That RTD book isn't going to be the next listener pick, is it? Because I've uh, done the Christina. You, box you've done effort. listening,
0: uh, Lady Christina. Um, I I shall just, I guess, I have to sprinkle my thoughts in at some point about uh, that. I I genuinely am going to give it a listen.
1: Yeah, Um, like, I'm not going to tell you what I thought about it. Yeah, I mean, on my list of things to talk about, Mm -hmm. I've listened to all of Lady Christina, I've finished all the video games, I've recorded two bonus pod episodes on those. (laughs) Like, some people might say I've wasted my week off work, but... (laughs) I've uh... read five chapters of Damaged Goods as well.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm 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 lagging behind on that, but I've got it on my Kindle now, so no excuses. I'm really going to be knuckling down this week, and uh, we'll we'll get that one in the bag soon as well.
1: Um, uh, do you want do you want to know my next project?
0: Sure, yeah. Uh,
1: I've gone back through every episode we've recorded so far this year, snipped out the little A to Z segments, and I'm putting together a super like mix of them mm. for one. So when we get to Christmas. Like, last year, we were like, oh, we'll take three weeks off at Christmas, but we worked so hard recording bonus episodes in three weeks leading up to that, <gasps> yeah. I, I, I was exhausted.
0: Yeah, it was pretty intense.
1: <laughs> right. So it might have been don't, easier don't... just
0: to, like, record on Christmas Day, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised this year
1: if the Christmas episodes are, like, A to F. <laughs> G to f Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Because
1: I've done A to F and it's already an hour and fifteen minutes long.
0: Get prepared, Listers. It's gonna be low quality filler yeah. all through yeah. the festive season.
1: Yeah. Um And I'll put them together so we have one big five hour long podcast, but uh Yeah. Uh but a, a, anyway. other than that, how's your week been? We we haven't started there this week.
0: Uh I guess we haven't. Um uh, work has always not terribly eventful. Um, this weekend was... Yeah, it was interesting. We went we went to a local-ish um, family tourist attraction, which I, I might as well name-check. It was Stockheld Park, just outside okay. Weatherby. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Matt.
1: No. All I know about Weatherby is it's got a lovely service station.
0: Uh, it surely does. We'll get to that, Matt. Don't you worry. Oh, God. Um, so... Stockhill Park is, it was essentially, I mean, there was absolutely nobody there who didn't have a child under the age of eight in tow, it, which gives you some idea of what the, how they're pitching it. You know, no one, it's not one of those places no one in their right mind would go to if they didn't have a bored um, uh, child in single digits to look after. Um, uh-huh so it was like a sort of walking trail with various sort of like fiberglass statues and little adventure park areas with different themes and stuff um i mean thematically it it was all over the shop like you think you think uh, dr who is totally inconsistent this place it's like you walk past I don't know, a fibreglass statue of a talking bear who just sort of mumbles some kind of nonsense at you. And then then all of a sudden there's, like, a witch's house, but it's in the shape of a witch's hat. And, And then you walk past a slide and it's a giant bookworm on a pile of books. And then there's just, like, one Victorian lamppost. And... Wow. Uh yeah, so it was it was completely bad. Um but the grand finale was a a hedge maze. And okay. Nestled... I was
1: up for a hedge maze. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it was a good quality hedge maze. I will give it that. Like, it genuinely got really disorientated. At first, I was like, ah, oh, we're hardly having to make any choices. We're just sort of going around following the trail. And then all of a sudden, there were, like, three different branching directions. I was like, oh right, okay then. <laughs> and we did get genuinely lost. And Paul little Zorbs towards the end of it was... It, his enthusiasm had been sapped by about right. the midpoint in the maze. But prior to that... We stumbled across an old friend. Um,
1: oh, I think I know where this is going. Uh,
0: and an image of it is on my Twitter feed. I think you retweeted it as well. Um, yeah, there was a TARDIS in the maze, Matt. Amazing, uh,
1: amazing.
0: It it really was. And you know what? That kind of thing really warms my cockles. Not just because I'm i I'm a nerd, and you know I'm easily pleased. Stick a TARDIS on something, and 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 I I like it a good 50% more than I did prior. Um, but I really like stuff like that because it's a nice reminder that Doctor Who, like it or lump it, is part of British culture. It's just yeah. there. It's just in the ether. Like, you know, no, it would be a very eccentric uh, tourist trap in America that would just randomly stick a TARDIS in and expect people to know what's going on there um but just and and it, it you could i was like eavesdropping on comments from other families and and it was genuinely really nice to, everybody had something to say about the tardis you know making little jokes about yeah. it um and it was it was lovely but but overall like if i had to summarize stockwood park i would say it's got a very very big Noel's house party vibe to it. Yeah. No Noel, Noel Edmonds did try
1: and make a theme park, didn't
0: he? He did. Um the footage of which um is gloriously horrifying. You can you can look some up on YouTube. It is proper nightmare fuel stuff, uh the Mr. Blobby theme park. Yeah. But um yeah, it had that sort of vibe to it. But, you know, we had a pretty good day out and to cap it all off, on the way home, stopped off at Weatherby Services, um, availed myself of um, Burger King's new plant-based Whopper. Okay. And I'm just going to say it right now, uh, Matt, it knocks the McPlant into a cocked hat. Wow. Wow, that is big talk. You know know the the distracted boyfriend meme? Yeah. You could definitely do one of me... (laughs) With um, with the McPlant and the the plant based uh, Whopper, that See, that bur- that for a, for a vegetarian who's not really been able to eat fast food burgers for a very long time, that one hit home hard.
1: See the one I I'm going to York tomorrow, mm-hmm. and the there is a Burger King, but it's in the train station. And I'm pretty certain it's part of some like ex-convict back-to-work scheme. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, like it—it's it, uh, it, not going to do it justice. No. So I'll—I'll I'll save my judgment till I find a better Burger King. There used to be a massive Burger King in York, but it's a Nando's now.
0: Ah, oh, shocking! Disgraceful!
1: Shocking! Shocking! Well, can I tell you the highlight of my week? David? Of course, you can, Matt. Right. Do do you have Disney plus? I do, yeah. In in all the things you've watched with little zobs mm-hmm. have you watched Encanto?
0: I have not, but my partner has watched it with him. David, mm-hmm. get
1: ready to censor out some swearing because yep. it's magic. Mhm. It's absolutely class. That's been the highlight of my week. <laughs> And like, I know you're not a fan, but all the songs are done by Lin Manuel Miranda.
0: They are, but yeah,
1: he doesn't sing any of them, so that's like a bonus. Yeah, um, but ah, oh, it's so good, David.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard good things by and large. My partner was had some a couple of very specific criticisms of it, but um, overall, like, got what they were going for. And for, by all accounts, Little Zorbs enjoyed it. So, uh, not that he's not that he's um, asked to watch it again since.
1: Right. Well, everyone goes mad about the song in it mm-hmm. called "We Don't Talk About Bruno." Mm-hmm. Okay, which is a good song. Yeah, but it's not the best song in Encanto.
0: Oh, go on then. What's the best song? Right.
1: So I put that at number three. That's my third favorite. Mm-hmm. And then. It's funny because I just put out on Twitter what's the best song from Encanto, and Rob from the Cloister Bell has said the song called Surface Pressure, but that'd be my number two.
0: What's your number? The best one? Best song
1: is the is the opener, the Family Madrigal. What a song! It's absolutely class. I, I, like uh, my my brother's kids were staying at my mum and dad's this week. Yeah, and. What I quite often do when they do is put them to bed, and then I'll sneak off home myself. Mm-hmm. Spent the night because they were like, "Oh, well, what? We'll put a film on?" And I put Encanto on, and I thought, "Oh, these guys will fall asleep, and I'll go home." Nope, watched the whole thing, <laughs> and then I was just like, "Oh, it's too late. I'm just gonna stay
0: here." Fair do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm certainly keen to give it a watch at some point. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean. We we don't have to relitigate my response to Hamilton, do we? Um No. But I'm
1: looking at booking tickets to yeah. go to London to go watch Hamilton in the summer, David. Yeah,
0: I did watch I did watch uh what's the one with the uh, um little Marsupial that Lynn Manuel Miranda did the, the songs for as well. Do you know the one? It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I forget what the thing of, is. I forget both I the names. I was name. thinking of In the Heights. And I was like, that uh, hasn't got
1: my in it.
0: No, there's... um, Because I forget the name of what specific creature he's supposed to be. Because it's not a bush baby. Uh,
1: it's... Uh,
0: oh, what is it? I don't know. I googled... Oh, V... Is v- it v- Vivo? Vivo. Vivo is the name of the film. Yeah, because I googled uh,
1: Netflix Lin-Manuel Miranda, but it just came up with Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, Don't know if you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom, David. Not, Give it a watch. I've not even it's heard of it. absolutely brilliant as well.
0: Gets about a bit, this bloke, doesn't he?
1: Oh, he's everywhere. Yeah. Have you watched In the Heights?
0: I haven't, no. Because, no. uh, I mean, I really cannot stress this strongly enough. I have no interest in his work. <laughs> right, well, last week, uh,
1: the Married to Who podcast pointed out i tried to start a new feature where everyone goes to watch friends this week new feature everyone watching canto
0: all right then i'm making no promises matt my time right. is precious to me
1: right <laughs> david we've done 15 minutes should we start the pod proper uh,
0: i feel like we probably ought to get get the engine running a bit um I mean, I'm not overly worried. Let's be honest; we're not going to have a lot to say about Ascension of the Cybermen this week, are we?
1: Uh, I won't lie; I've written very few notes.
0: For yeah, it. Um, but anyway, um, we'll get to that when we get to that. Um,
1: where do you what want? To we f- doing A to Z on news. Mm,
0: up to you, Matt. Up to you.
1: Should we do A to Z? I don't know why I said A to Z. That was for our American listeners.
0: Yeah, enjoy that, listeners. Right, um, so
1: we're up to G this week, we my G. We are, we are. Yep, uh, shall we just jump straight in?
0: Uh, yeah, sure, um, you you tend to go first, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you crack on. Do you want
1: some episodes? Go for it. Do you want to rate them good or bad, like you did last week, because I really enjoyed that? Oh yeah, sure, alright then. Right, gridlock. Good, but not as good as some people say it is. Do you know what? When we got to that, people were telling me it was like a seminal episode. Mm. It's not, is it? It's it's I mean, it's, solid. it's nice at the end yeah. where they all, like the sun comes out, but is it's not
0: right. It's it? I I think it's one of those ones where like if you are just super into what RTD does with Doctor Who, it's a very RTD story. So you know, mileage may vary there.
1: Uh, what about Girl Who Waited?
0: A uh, good episode.
1: What about God Complex?
0: Very good episode.
1: I'm certain I say this every time we talk about yeah. God Complex. What is that episode? I can never
0: remember. Um, Minotaur in a hotel. Everybody's That's going nuts. Cool.
1: What about Ghost Monument?
0: I I still enjoy that one. It's it's, it's got okay. its flaws, but it's it's um, it, 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 people, people, some people are really down on it, but I I I think it's solid. Uh, do you want
1: some monsters? Sure. Great intelligence.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. Good one. And
1: then I've put guardians, white and
0: black. ha <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh,
1: then I've also put the Gelf, moving on. <laughs> um, Shall we do companions? Yep. I've gone for Graham O'Brien. Yep. Funnily enough, Graham was this week's uh, ban word, but nobody said it. Oh, I thought a lot of people were going to say it. Yeah, I should have picked a more obvious word that literally everyone said. But we'll come to that. Mm-hmm. What about Grace Holloway, the Eighth Doctor's companion?
0: Yeah, sure. I guess. All right. She, well, it's just she only gets the one one story. She doesn't get to make enough of an impression, I don't think.
1: But what a story!
0: <laughs> uh, what what a straight down the middle five out of ten story. <laughs> You've
1: really upset me there, David. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: then I've gone for Actors. I've gone for Karen Gillan.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And Mandit Gill. Yeah. But my submission this week, David. Yeah. It's an episode. You might have noticed I missed one out. Uh, I was thinking about it,
0: so I think I know what you're going to say. I'm going to go for Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a cracking story. Is that's? I'm presuming that is the at the very least still in your top ten.
1: Yeah, like I just remember that as being one of the very first like good stories.
0: Yeah, it was one of the ones. Is it
1: series two or three?
0: Series two. Because you got Rose and Mickey on board the ship.
1: That's right. I just remember like it was just like a touch above other stories around it.
0: I mean, what you got going on there is. Um You've got Moffat firing on all cylinders doing his Moffaty stuff, Tennant really in the swing of it by that episode, you know, because this is what is like fifth, sixth story, something like that. Um and, uh, yeah, and that that dynamic with Rose really firmly established. So because like all of the groundwork has already been laid been laid. You you feel safe going in this incredibly mad, high-concept direction with it. Um, and I think that's what really helps it to be as impactful as it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just good.
0: It's good. It's just... Good television. From start
1: to finish, just good. Yeah. Uh have you got any suggestions um, you want to add?
0: Yeah, well, I might as well mention some of the the classic stories. Um, Galaxy Four missing, not seen I'm it.
1: Saying classic, they're they're <laughs> just old. I say this every
0: week. <laughs> you do. Uh,
1: classic implies they're somehow good or of value.
0: Yeah, like a classic car, or mm. yeah, like Bessie herself. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of that one, Matt. Quite an obscure one. No. <laughs> uh, you, you know we're going to... Literally, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, it's like one of those I, ones... I, it's, yeah. It's
1: maybe come up in conversation, I don't
0: yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one we're going to have to get around to one of these days. Um, Ghostlight, which is next on my list. I've just finished watching Battlefield. So it is... There'll be a, there'll be a fancy Latin word for it. It's not the penultimate story, of yeah. of old Who, uh, but it's the one before that. Right. So, um, yeah, not got a lot left to go on on the McCoy era, and then I'm just going to loop back around, and do the lot in order, and do all the missing ones. I well, by the time no you finished,
1: we'll probably be pretty much finished. Why don't you just like watch Sarah Jane Adventures instead?
0: I want to I, I want to do the pilgrimage is the thing. I, I I'm I'm now comfortable enough with Classic Who that I want to do the whole lot start to finish, listen to the audio for the missing episodes, whole shebang. I feel like I have to do that at least once in my lifetime.
1: Okay. I'm not here to judge. <laughs>
0: Right. And you know as well, I, I will just be, uh, when I complete the, the uh, sort of classic Who pilgrimage, I'll just crack straight on with the modern series as well and just watch those on the spare time. Yeah.
1: As, as long as I don't cross the event horizon and get sucked in, I'll be fine. Yeah. You you do you. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, so we've also got great, Greatest Show in the Galaxy, which I saw not too long ago. Uh, the Green Death, which is a Pertwee story uh, and is a just a banger. Uh, gunfighters. Uh, that, uh, that's it as far as stories go. Um, I think you've probably mentioned most of the uh, aliens and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't mentioned the Grask. Have okay. we? Um, which I'm not familiar
1: with the Grask.
0: Well, that's because it was introduced in a BBC Proms video clip. Um. And I think went on to appear in Sarah Jane Adventures. Okay. But yeah, so I'm I'm pretty much unfamiliar with the Grask. Um Well there's also a Grosk apparently. Death of the Doctor, what's that? What's Death of the Doctor? Oh, that's Sarah Jane Adventures as well. I wonder if it's yeah. Oh so it's an intentional poem. And uh yeah, Guardians which you already mentioned. So not a lot going on there. Should we talk writers? Why not? Because that's what There's I no always There's no stopping you. Go on. Um, so we've got Neil Gaiman. Wrote two episodes. One of them good, one of them not. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... that,
1: that wife of the Doctor, not good.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got Stephen Gallagher, who wrote, I believe, two stories, uh, Warrior's Gate and Terminus, which are both quite... It's like late period... Um, fourth doctor which is a very strange vibe his final series uh, mm-hmm. but i don't i like i don't dislike it it's just a, it's a very very unusual series of doctor who that one uh matthew graham who did fear her and the rebel flesh almost people two-parter mm-hmm. uh stephen greenhorn who wrote uh, the lazarus experiment and the doctor's daughter
1: I, I think I know where we're going with your
0: submission, Dave. <laughs> Time—we've uh, got Peter Grimwade who wrote *Time Flight*, *Planet of Fire*, um, and possibly one other. Let me just have a quick butchers. I'm on Wikipedia. I, if you can't tell, list this. Yeah, it's pretty I've obvious. Just had
1: a think. I think I know where
0: you're going with this. I'm saving the best till last, Matt. Yeah, Mark Gatiss. Yeah. yeah, I think we—you can't. You can't talk about new who especially from a writing angle and not not include Mark Gatis in the conversation you know um and I know his his episodes really divide the fandom, but i I think he is the most consistently underrated uh Doctor Who writer um of of new Who. You know, I think what I find interesting about him is that there will be episodes where he's where he's aiming for very mainstream Doctor Who. Uh, There are other times when he is entirely just indulging his own whims. Um, And actually, I think he's best when he's doing that, even though those episodes don't always work. I mean, you look no further than sleep no more. You know, an abysmal Bloody failure hell. of an episode. But, I mean, it's a heck of a swing. And I would sooner Doctor Who is taking a heck of a swing than just playing it safe and doing mediocre Doctor Who every time. Um, but, yeah, I just think if you look at the range of, you know, he's one of the only guest writers... Who's kind of done a bit of everything in Doctor Who he's done experimental he's done straightforward he's done historicals he's done uh future stories you know he's done earth-based ones there's There's a lot to be said for what he's contributed to new Who apart from anything else he wrote the Crimson Horror, which is probably my favorite standalone episode of of series seven b uh-huh. Um, if only because it is basically a backdoor pilot for a uh, Pat and Ostergang spin-off. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, but I don't know whether Gatus is, is my pick.
1: Oh, I'm glad you said that after I've written it in my book. Because
0: <laughs> I think it's Gallifrey.
1: Oh, David, you and everyone else.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's true though, isn't it? I mean, just yeah. just look at the episode we're discussing today. What a shadow Gallifrey casts over both Classic Who and You Who. Spin-off media, everything. I think if you are a fan of Doctor Who, capital F fan, the concept of Gallifrey has this allure to it. The idea of a whole race of people both like and unlike the doctor, you know, same abilities in a lot of ways, same knowledge, but a completely different ethos Mm
1: -hmm.
0: by and large. Uh, I I think that's fascinating. Um, And whether it's, you know, destroyed or just around and basically just, um, just, a bunch of corridors and offices <laughs> whether <laughs> whether it's in a pocket universe or whatever I I I, I do find it a fascinating setting um, and one that I think has to be used sparingly in the show but when it's used well can be terribly effective
1: yeah I think I'd second that
0: so what about you Matt What's, what would your pick be
1: uh, I've already said, David. It's girl in the fireplace. Thanks for listening.
0: Of course. Sorry, sorry. It's late on it's a fine. Sunday.
1: It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But last, last week, where I couldn't find my tweets, you were like, "Oh, look what I've got to put up with everyone." <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm a bigger man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so then that uh, ties that up for
0: another week. It does. Um, so it's uh, tied next week. Yeah. I've no idea what I'll I'd be doing for that. I—I I mean, I, I might have to do some research. I mean, I won't. I'll just get a couple of whists up on Wikipedia and wing it like I always do.
1: Yeah, I always just was my way through the list of episodes, but I can't even think of one that starts with H. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: there. I might—I might go for Horf and Fifty Five. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that 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 classic
0: episode, Orphan 50. Oh,
1: oh, hit takes you away. <laughs> uh, no, just flicking through my book. There aren't any that start with H. I'll work. So, we'll mm-hmm. get there. We'll get there. Right, is it time for the news?
0: I think it is. Um, I'm just booting up SearchWise.net now. Well, uh, well
1: whilst you do, David, we've yeah. got to do an uh, apology, a correction and cancellation, as it were. All right. OK. Because last week we announced David Schwimmer as the 14th Doctor. And I feel we jumped the gun a little bit there. Right. Because uh, have you seen the news uh, this I've, week? I've not.
0: They, they've announced the 14th Doctor. So it's not, it, 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 it's not David Schremer, is what you're telling me?
1: No, it's Andy Circus doing full motion cap as William Hartnell. Oh, you know, like, right. You know, like he did for Planet of the X? Yeah. yeah. it's that, but the reanimated corpse of William Hartnell.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I, for the 60th anniversary, I can't think of anything more respectful.
1: Yeah, Exactly. Just circus running around in his pyjamas um, with, like, little
0: dots on them. Well, you know what? Actually, what would what would really make it perfect, if they can, I don't know whether it'll depend on availability and stuff. What I would really love is mo- motion capture William Hartnell. Mm-hmm. And for the companion, because, bear right this is the 60th anniversary. We're celebrating the entire legacy of Doctor Who here. Um, if we can have the cyber brig. Yeah. Um... But I don't know if you're aware. In recent times, Big Finish have been using John Colshaw, the impressionist, okay. to to do yeah. um, the Brigadier. You know, he does a, he does a pretty good Nicholas Courtney. So it's you know it's a good impression. Um, so ideally, if they could like have him voicing the Cyber Brig and just like put a Cyberman effect on it, um, that I think would be the most respectful possible.
1: What, what if we get Andy Circus? Serkis- yeah. To motion cap as Caesar the chimp from Planet of the Eight playing William Hartnell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a chimpanzee in a white
0: wig. If they can clear the rights, then, you know, that would be ideal. Yeah. 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 That'd be brilliant. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to that, Matt. Um, yeah. I mean, he's kind of taken the wind out of my cells. This is, by comparison, any of the news I'm going to read out is going to be. Uh, somewhat less interesting, but uh...
1: yeah.
0: Well, who knows? Next
1: week there might be another announcement, David. Yeah. When when it's your turn to do it
0: again. Okie dokie. <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. guess, guess what, guys? We've got a new segment. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Bleeding Cool are going with Joni Whittaker just photobombed Doctor Who cosplayers at uh, LSCC. It was LSCC. Not interested. Yeah. Not interested. Normie, normie. Screen rant. Oh, this is some prime clickbait. Doctor Who corrects the 2005 relaunch's worst mistake. Oh. I, I wonder what the
1: mistake is. I mean,
0: I'll tell you for now. Bringing the show back. Going by um, the thumbnail, it's definitely a big finish thing. Okay. So, okay. you know, <laughs> it's, it, the, the, whatever they claim the worst mistake is, it's not a mistake, nor was it bad. Um,
1: Surely the biggest mistake was in the casting meeting where RTD said, guys, what about John Barrowman?
0: <laughs> uh, radiotimes.com. Uh, are going with Russell T Davies teased Doctor Who Return weeks before it was announced. I mean, it'll just be some cryptic thing on Instagram or something.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much the whole story in the headline, isn't
0: it? Ooh, Slashfilm are just going with five actors we'd love to see play the 14th Doctor on Doctor Who. Now, this is moot, because we we, we know who who the 14th Doctor is now. Um, But do you want to have a butchers at this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If it has David Schwimmer or Andy Serkis on this list.
0: <laughs> Let's see. I'm skipping all of the preamble. We're just going to go straight in with the names. Tilda Swinton. Uh,
1: yes, but no.
0: I'd say yes for a couple of series, but she is too famous and she would not do it. So pointless even thinking about it.
1: Plus, I think if... I, I think it Invites comparisons to Jodie Whittaker, and people will just keep banging that drum.
0: Potentially, I mean, I think she would play it very differently.
1: No, I know, it's but everyone different. would be like, "Look, this is how you do it properly."
0: Yeah, I yeah, I, I could do without that. Um, this is one that's gonna that gets comes up a lot and re- rankles with me, uh, Joe Martin.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, the thing is, though, she already. Is an incarnation of the Doctor. Yeah, I mean, by all means, give me a miniseries with Joe Martin. If the the BBC aren't going to do it, I, you know, I will be first in the queue for whatever big finish do with her. But um, the idea of it kind of, I think it would kind of undercut what we've already established with the fugitive Doctor. Suddenly, be like, oh, I'm just going to regenerate into you now.
1: Plus, I'd be annoyed if that got announced before we've caught up. Yeah. Like, like I kind of like what I've seen of Joe Martin so far, but I also like the mystery of not really knowing who or what her incarnation of the Doctor is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so I think that mystery needs to be preserved to some extent, and it needs to be separate to the continuation. Mm-hmm. Uh Next we've got Tobias Menzies.
1: Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know who he is. He's out of Game of Thrones.
0: Isn't yeah, he? and uh, the crowd apparently plays Prince Philip on the Crown.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, no. No posh white man. We we don't need that yeah. right now. It has been done. I think if we could if we could move on from that sort of thing for for a couple of incarnations. So it's not a big deal. If they go back, like, I think going back to a white man immediately after Jodie Whittaker would just do everything to undercut what was being attempted by casting her in the first place and make it seem like it was just, oh, we made a mistake. Um, So I, I would not be happy with that. And we've got another one here, Michael Sheen.
1: Yeah, I mean his his name was always going to come up because he's such good friends with Tennant.
0: Yeah, he? yeah, and you know what? I could see it. I, I'm not saying I couldn't see it, but again, I feel like that's got to be f- a little bit further down the line. Um, and the last one here, Jodie Comer. <laughs> yeah, but again, like I I feel they're damned if they
1: do, damned if they don't. If if they get another female lead, yeah and it's another unsuccessful era of the show, then people just say, right, it can't be a woman anymore. That doesn't work. But if it is a female incarnation and it's successful, then all the people that are hating on the current era are just going to keep going. I mean, that's going to
0: happen either way, Matt.
1: Yeah, but I, I just feel... A CGI
0: chimpanzee really <laughs> solves a lot of these problems. It does, doesn't it? It would be, it would be, a different direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that was a shit list. Yeah. Can we just see
1: what Elliot Ball is up to? <laughs> Can
0: I have a quick look. I'll just, I'll just Go quickly, on. I'll quickly scootle through. We, you really don't want to talk about Ascension to the Cipher Cybernetic. <laughs>
1: Let me just go Elliot Ball Twitter. Let's see what he's up to. Uh, reporter at Plymouth Live. Yep. Um, uh, he, he's changed tact, and rightfully so. Um, he's moved on from his tw-
0: the Doctor Who uh, clickbait.
1: Yeah, to the current situation in the Ukraine.
0: Uh, which is but- fair enough, but, but also not massively directly impacting Plymouth?
1: No. Here we go. Elliot Ball. Doctor Who plot hole solved by Red Dwarf Cameo. <laughs> right, let's just see. Right. Allow me to explain. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's about the Vale Yard?
0: Oh, yes. The Valley Yard.
1: The Valley Yard, yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, that's fine. You've, you've not seen Trial of a Time Lord. You weren't to know.
1: Uh, blah 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 blah. Right. It's widely accepted that the introduction of the War Doctor, the day of the Doctor, that the 11th Doctor is actually the 12th incarnation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thus making the next regeneration after him the Valeyard.
0: Vale- no. Of course. They're wrong straight away. <laughs> but okay, carry on.
1: Right. Uh, as discussed, this relatively large plot hole was actually filled in a 1992 episode of Red Dwarf called Demons and Angels. In this adventure, uh, they make a device that inadvertently splits the ship and everything on it into good and evil half. And it just so happens that during this episode, the TARDIS can be seen parked in the landing bay of Red Dwarf. (laughs) Do you know what? There's a picture. You can see it. Uh So, So let's say the 11th Doctor was wandering the corridors of the mining ship. As the device went off, he could have been cloned into his evil form, making the next regeneration of the evil doctor the Valyard.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, the thing about that, right, Matt, is yeah. um one, it's it's grasping at straws. Um. Two, I believe the line about when the the identity of the Valyard is revealed. Uh, apologies by the way but this is you know spoilers for um, the Trial of the Time Lord basically Matt there is an evil version of the Doctor in it called yeah. the Valiard and he claims he is, is sort of splintered off somewhere between the Doctor's um, and does he say um, 12th and final incarnations uh-huh. Something like that. So it could be anywhere. It, you know, and we now know that the Doctor could, you know, potentially keep regenerating forever. So it's not a plot hole. It doesn't need fixing. It's fine. Also, it's Doctor Who. None of the canon makes sense. There is no canon. All right, well. <laughs>
1: I'll let you explain that to Elliot
0: Ball. I will, yeah. Uh, happily. Happily.
1: Do you think if I emailed him he would do an interview?
0: I don't know.
1: Do you think he's aware of his celebrity status within the hallowed halls of our pod? I mean,
0: I I think I think he must be aware that his uh his his clickbait articles are starting to do the rounds. But at the end of the day, he's paid to do a job, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Do you think he <laughs> begrudgingly
1: like writes about Doctor Who every day?
0: No, I think he probably is a massive Doctor Who nerd, and his and his bosses are happy for him to let him crack on with it because it's getting clicks.
1: Right. Any other news this week?
0: Um, I'm quite tired. Is that yeah. news? <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's no lovely segues this week. It's just like, right, are we moving on?
0: (laughs) I think we'd better.
1: Right. Uh, Do you want some listener tweets?
0: Uh, Yeah, go on then. Let's have a few.
1: Just let me open them up. Uh, You can sing us a little song whilst I'm doing it if you want, David. I don't want. (laughs) Uh, Right, here we go. So, quite a few messages this week. Do you want to say hello to the Who Can Convince You podcast, David?
0: Hello, Who Can Convince You podcast.
1: Right, I'm going to try reading this, but I'm worried I'm going to do a big root beer burp halfway through, David. (laughs) Good luck. So, they say, it's good but boring. It's difficult to rate this one because I think it requires the next episode to make it work. Mm -hmm. But then, once you've watched the next episode, you still don't need this one. Still, it looks great and the dialogue is a bit clunky. And I'm not too keen on the lone Cyberman. Mm. But G stands for Great Intelligence.
0: Nice. Yeah. Would you be happy right. for a Great Intelligence reappearance at some point,
1: Matt? Uh don't really care, to be honest. I'm kind of done with all the monsters we've seen so far. Even the famous ones. Like, I don't really care for the Cybermen. I don't really care for the Daleks. Weeping Angels, neither here nor there. I'm just sort of done. Yeah. Like, they've run out of ideas, because every time they invite something new to the show, it's always rubbish.
0: I don't know. There have been some good ones.
1: What, this series?
0: Oh, no, not not so much this oh, series. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I can't wait to see the return of the Proxius virus.
0: I still think the Kasavin had legs. And, you know, come on, we were just saying the other day, um, those Eternal guys um, from... Oh, Game yeah, the they're they, not bad. They, would, they were wasted as yeah. one-offs. Yeah.
1: Give me the Pating or give me death. Now <laughs> well, that's right, a next, T-shirt. Yeah. Next up,
0: it's James, son of Nicholas
1: Courtney. Say hello, David.
0: Hello, James, son of Nicholas Courtney.
1: Uh, James says it reminds me a lot of the Battle of Rotten Tomatoes. It's dull, grey, and takes itself too seriously. Only advantage is it doesn't have Tim Shaw in it, the timeless child, you might say. Ooh. I don't really get that. Uh, the flying cyberheads were great, and the master and cybermen together—how original! And he says G is for Gary.
0: Um, oh. What's that a reference to? I don't know. I
1: don't know. Maybe when James listens to this, he can send us a clarification of what Gary is. And then next week we're doing H, so we won't read it out, but it'll just be for us.
0: (laughs) Yes, that would be ideal. Thanks. Right. Now the next one,
1: David, I'm going to read the name, then I'm going to say, say hello, David, and you do that, okay? (laughs) Okay. Because it's BT Flippity Giggled, and we've kind of... Been a bit sloppy recently on this one. Mm. Right, so David, the next email comes from BT Flibbity Giggard. Please say hello.
0: Hello. Now, you've paused, so I'm feeling like I've done something wrong there, Matt.
1: The next email... Is from BT Flibbity Giggard. Please say hello, David.
0: Greetings, curator. There
1: we go. Every bloody week. (laughs) Right, BT says, I think it's pretty fun, even though it's blatantly just set up for the next episode. I remember really liking the random Irish guy story for some reason, even though it has nothing to do with the rest of this episode. And unsurprisingly, G is for Gallifrey.
0: Yeah. It's the obvious pick, but I think it's the correct one.
1: Right. Well, the next one comes from James Swifty Swift. Say hello, David.
0: Hello, James.
1: James says, It's furiously boring and nothing happens. I would say that it was all set up, but it's not even that. It's just endless nothing. Gallifrey.
0: Ooh, harsh, but correct at the but end. Then, he, then. Did,
1: he did send a follow-up, saying, I've been thinking about my thoughts on it a lot. I think I was a bit harsh. I really want to like it, but I just find myself getting bored. Something good about it is Jodie's performance is on form and remains strong from last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree with that.
1: Right. Then we have a message from Ariel. Say hello, David. Hi, Ariel. Ariel says, Honestly, everything with the next episode left me- memories of this one very fuzzy, but I thought it was okay. Not good, though. To be fair, I really like Cybermen stories. Uh, it's a woman of fine taste, is Ariel.
0: Absolutely. David.
1: Likewise, she says, for G, Girl in the Fireplace, my favourite episode. Outstanding taste.
0: <laughs> Top quality tweet.
1: Right, now the final tweet this week, David.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's
1: time to sound the trumpets because we're in the presence of royalty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have a Martin McLean Hall of Famer in the house.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Would you please take your hat off and bow politely, as is appropriate, to Marie
0: Boudreau. Uh sure, I mean I would I would have to nip downstairs and get a hat first. Have we got time for that? Do you know what? Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> Go get a hat. Right, okay, I'll be five minutes. Right. Okay then um so you've got I, a hat I've got a hat, right,
1: I'll take just take it off.
0: <laughs> Done.
1: Right. Marie says I think I got my episodes combined and this was the part with a master at the end. That would be my bad. In fact I think my binge had a lot of these tied together because it was such a great ongoing story which I missed from Moffat's run. I enjoyed the story and that's all I'll say. And G is for Gallifrey.
0: Yep, <laughs> predict. I- I'm starting to see how predictable I was with yeah. uh, that. But you know, I-, I think I I explained my uh, reasons reasonably well. Yeah,
1: whole lot of G for Gallifrey. Yes. Right, that's that bit done. Should we just do the episode? Uh,
0: we might as well, Matt. Uh, what did you think of this boring episode of Doctor Who? <laughs>
1: Sorry, I've jumped the gun, David. I've just got a tiny bit of paperwork. Oh, yes, go for do. it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Lone Cyberman. I'm going to put a uh, tick next to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, David. Do you mind not eavesdropping? I'm sorry. just doing some personal paperwork. Of course. Uh, Gallifrey and the Master. I'm going to put a question mark next to that one because it's sort of yes, sort of no. Fugitive Doctor. Bit cross. Everything is a lie. Probably just put a question mark to that as well don't really know why we're going with that right sorry david sorry about that
0: that's all right matt
1: isn't it weird that i always forget to do my personal admin until we're about to review the episode
0: (laughs) it is odd isn't it um yeah
1: hopefully next week will be the last week i ever have to do that
0: yes indeed um okie doke so matt what did you think of this boring episode of doctor who
1: um it was okay. I know you shouted at me last week when I said it was okay. Yeah. But
0: I No, this one I, really is just okay.
1: Yeah, it's like a a false start. Like last week we basically had our utopia episode. Yeah. And then this week we get a second utopia episode.
0: Yeah, it takes all of that like rush of adrenaline and um Uh, Like, here we go, vibes from the end of Villa Diodati. And then pretty much gives us an episode of everyone running about in different groups with a bunch of boring humans we've not met before. Mm. And grafted onto that, we've got what for the most part feels like just some random scenes from an ITV... Sunday night drama about an Irish policeman. I tell you
1: what, an underrated TV theme song Uh is Heartbeat, and that's what this reminded me of.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, all of which is to say, it's not bad. It is demonstrably not bad, but it feels like just. You, you know, a full episode of just set up.
1: Yeah, like, every every scene ended, and I just kind of nodded my head and went, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. alright. Maybe this will yeah, pay like, off at some point.
1: Yeah, like, I've never got more excited than just, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And bless them, they try with the action stuff near the start, uh, but it's... <sighs> no, it, it, it it's... it's... It just doesn't it doesn't sustain that sense of momentum that mm. that we got from last week, and that's disappointing, but mm. I don't think it's terrible, and I think it does at least give us one great big new question mark um yeah which will well yeah we'll we'll dig into the it uh, when, when we get there,
1: yeah, so Ascension of the Cyberman. Mm-hmm. Episode 9 of Season 12. Yep, yeah. We've nearly got one series to go, David. I
0: know, it's mad, isn't it?
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so this is from the 23rd of February, 2020. Yeah. It's written by Chris Chibnall and directed by Jamie Magnus Stone.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And here we go. So, we get a little opening... Where it says that which is dead can live again in the hands of a believer. Yeah. Now I'm I was pretty certain that just meant Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. You know, Gallifrey's dead, but the doctor's gonna save it, she's the believer.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean it could be read that way, it can also very much be read as a sort of a personal creed from Ashad. This is obviously with it's Ashad talking. I really like that opening with the evil monologue and the way it zooms in on that floating Cyberman head and goes into the titles. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, something a bit different. Definitely. Um, So, we've built up all this tension. We're excited to see where it goes. And it's just an old-fashioned man on a
0: bike. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Who finds a baby yeah takes it home and says i'll look after it till its parents are found yeah doing the old sarah jane smith yeah find a baby keep a baby (laughs) and find a boy in a factory keep a boy in a
0: factory um i i do want to say a few things here though one i really do like that it has such a distinct different tone this plot Mm. thread through this episode, it really does feel like you're almost channel hopping, um, which I think is quite an interesting move. And the other thing I really want to to, to say here is Sagan Akinola just grinds uh, Murray Gold into the dirt when it comes to doing folk influenced soundtrack work. His score for these scenes is impeccable, absolutely impeccable. And you compare it to what Murray Gold did on The Eaters of Light, where it's just one diddly-dee, diddly thing over and over again. I, as someone who appreciates good folk music, the, the difference is night and day. Um, I, And I, what something that really grinds my gears is people who have this attitude that Murray Gold can do no wrong and Sega Nakalona's mu, uh, music is just basically noodling around on a synth it is not Um, and I I love the work he does uh, really all through throughout you know his time on Doctor Who so far Um, and this really stood out to me on a rewatch I was like god that is just some gorgeous music so um, yeah I I kind of wanted wanted to say my piece there I'll let you crack on man
1: yeah uh, so Brandon is the little baby. He grows up and is adopted by the guy that found him and his wife. Yeah. Uh, the doctor and the fam arrive at the coordinates given to them by Shelley, and there's only seven human beings alive left on Earth. Mm. So the Cybermen approach, and the fam and the remaining survivors set up loads of traps and weapons.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Except they're totally ineffective because cyber drone heads appear. Have yeah. we seen them before?
0: No, no. And um I'm not a fan. No. I think uh, I I like I I think the idea of cybermen using drones fine makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, Doctor Who is a reflection of the time it's being made. There is a lot of thought being Put into things around uh, drone warfare and stuff like that. It is a it is a reality we are now living in. It's nice to see Doctor Who exploring that. Flying Cyberman heads that shoot lasers out of the eye sockets is a bit silly. Yeah, and I think it it's it's it it undercuts the 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 drama of that sort of siege scene, when it's mm-hmm. literally just little CGI Cyberman heads whizzing about the place. It doesn't work for me. Uh, if they'd had a different design for it, it, I think that would have been an amazing scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so, some of the survivors get blasted. Mm-hmm. In fact, what I wanted to ask, when you said that you didn't like the Cyber Drowns, Do you prefer them or the Cyber Shades?
0: Oh, good question. Uh, Cyber Drone, but only by a hair.
1: Right, right. Um, So, some of the survivors get blasted. And the Doctor orders all of them to their ship. All of the fam's equipment is destroyed... And the Doctor orders the fam away as Ashad arrives. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's kind of like the Doctor might have misjudged this one a little bit.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Jodie Whittaker's performance, I think, sells that really well, that she's, like... She is stressed in this story. Mm. She is on the back foot. She's annoyed with herself. Um, And uh, it, that's great, like... I I, I love it when the Doctor's on the back foot. I love it when they're having to recalculate or realising they've made an error. Um, Because it's, you know, that's good drama, isn't it? Hmm. So, the Doctor then
1: runs to make a diversion, hoping that the humans can escape. But Ryan is left behind.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. There's a couple of other survivors too. But the humans evacuate away from this planet, leaving Ryan, the Doctor, and a couple of other survivors.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, of those two survivors, uh, Ashad kills one of them. Yeah. But lets the remaining one escape and says, go tell everyone about the power of the Cybermen. Mm. So one person remains to spread the fear. Yeah. Uh, but whilst Ashad's doing this, uh, the Doctor just steals his ship. <laughs>
0: Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah, I I can't lie to you, David. I'm already halfway through my notes.
0: Yeah, it's this. It's fine. It'll be what it what it is. Yeah, it's just a lot of setup this week. I'm afraid, Matt.
1: Yeah. Uh, So back with old Brandon. Brendan. Yeah. uh, He applies to be a police officer Mm because he wants to make a difference. Ah. We find out that the humans are trying to escape to a boundary where Cybermen can't follow. Mm -hmm. And as they're doing so, it appears their ship is under attack. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ashad transmits a message to the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Says, look, I was a willing recruit. It's not that I don't have emotions. It's that my emotions are fully in line with the Cybermen ideals. Yeah. Which is... Makes him a bit scarier.
0: Yeah, I mean, how are you feeling about Ashad at this point as a villain? Like, Um, are you still on board?
1: Yeah, but, like, we've already seen the cyber controller. We've already seen the big giant Cyberman in London. Yeah. You know, like, just...
0: You have to have some kind of hierarchy or something with the Cybermen. Because... Otherwise, it is just a load of robots stomping about the place.
1: Yeah, but I just wish there was kind of just one. Mm. I hope from now on it's just a shad forever. But, like, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I do I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I think yeah, he's, he's... he's less threatening in this than he was last week.
1: Hmm. But I, I just feel every time we see the Cybermen, they've got a new leader, but they just retread the same ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, in some ways, that's kind of the point with the Cybermen that that, that there is that they are in some way a sort of universal inevitability. Mm. Um, but that's that's me speaking very much as a fan who's happy to view it through that lens. For the more casual viewer. It, it can just come across as same old, same old. And I get that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we, we say this all the time. The episodes we're talking about were broadcast years apart. We've just watched them one every week. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. We, it's worth keeping that in mind as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Shad says the Cybermen are going to ascend and the death of everything is within him.
0: Mm. So Ominous. Is that...
1: that... The cyber thing from last week? The
0: Siberiad, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, is it? No, book no, no, that's a, that's a book by Stanislaw Lem. It's The Siberium, isn't it? I can't remember. One of the two.
1: <laughs> it's, it's all pish-posh to me, David. Yeah. Right, our friend Brendan gets shot off a cliff, mm. but survives. Ooh. And there seems to be something boarding the human ship. But in space, it's just loads of dead Cybermen.
0: Mm -hmm. Good visual. Yes, it is. It is really like that.
1: Uh, On board, Yaz and Graham want to use energy from some of the dead ships around them in space to boost their ship. Yeah, But that means they would have to use life support... Which means, you know, evacuating oxygen and potentially causing more problems than they solve. I thought we were going to get it like when Capaldi went blind.
0: Yeah. Um, That would have been interesting. But instead Mm. we get them just like doing the flukiest, um, like, million to one shot in space imaginable. Like, I just... Could they not have just CGI'd that hole a bit bigger so it looked yeah. like less of less like just ah, oh, you know, if they'd got the calculations just a smidge out, they would have just been smashing into the side of that giant yeah. battle cruiser Um, yeah, it yeah. kind of takes me out of it that moment. Um, let's pause for a second, Matt, because we are rattling through things, and I understand because there isn't a lot to talk about, but. What are you thinking about the the remaining survivors we've got here? We you know we've got two groups, we've got the ones with Graham and Yaz, and we've got the the kid with uh, the Doctor and Ryan.
1: I I just thought these these characters are absolutely inconsequential and probably all going to die, and mm-hmm. then it'll just turn out that there's like. Uh you know, people elsewhere, and it
0: would be yeah. fine. I mean, they're not helped, I think, by the fact that chimnal really has this thing for just weirdly unforgettable... Uh, uh, sorry, weirdly forgettable, like, alien-sounding names.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They've all got really dumb, strange names... Yeah. ...that make it very hard to glob onto them. The poor actors are doing their best. Like, there's one of them who literally gets as much character development as one of the Seven Dwarves. He's literally... His thing is he's grumpy and pessimistic. Yeah. And that is it. You've got the bossy lady whose thing is that she's... a bossy lady, I guess. Um... And I think there's another one with them, isn't it? Isn't there a younger lady as well, like? A, I
1: think so. I, yeah. I can't lie, David. I watched this midweek and I've forgotten all about it ever since. Yeah,
0: I mean, but this is the thing, and I and I and I really, I kind of just wanted to make this point that I think one of the biggest flaws of this episode is that it doesn't give us the time or resources to care about these people hmm. we are told they are the last survivors of humanity this side of the galaxy
1: yeah if, that, that... if they're the last survivors of humanity let it die man just, just, <laughs> let it,
0: just let it go I wasn't going to be quite that brutal but I was like we should feel like like they represent us hmm. in some way our hopes should be pinned upon them because yeah. they are the last but, hope of humanity. But instead, it, they're just some slightly annoying people.
1: Yeah, it really made me uh, empathise with the Shad. <laughs> I was like, I, I see where he's coming from. I get it.
0: Yeah, they could all do with an upgrade. Because mm. what they've got going on currently is not working out. And the other thing I wanted to mention, with, with the kid, uh, with the Doctor and Ryan, it did slightly piss me off. That the doctor was halfway through hot wiring a shad's ship, and then he just barges her out of the way and says, "Oh no, I can do it better than you," and yeah. like steals a cool moment from the doctor. And and and, and are we meant to think like, "Oh, god oh, this this kid's cool"? And I was just like, "No, she was she was already doing it." Like we've just seen the doctor screwing up, um, uh, with the devices that uh, she'd set up to try and stop the Cybermen. Let her have this, Chris Chibnall. Give the Doctor a moment to re-establish that she's cool and good in a crisis. Mm. Instead of giving it to some random kid in the hope that it'll make us like him more. Yeah,
1: totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Right, the Doctor sends a transmission to Kashamis, that's yeah. where the boundary is. That's where they can escape to if they're going to get away from the Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, whilst they're doing that, Graham and Yaz, as we've said, land on another ship. And their ship is now a war carrier.
0: Yeah. But, I'll tell but you what. What is it carrying? Graham must be a dab hand at air hockey. Mmm. Just, it just slots it in beautifully, doesn't <laughs> he?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like his one talent in life.
0: And, like, as well, when they get off that ship, it's not smoking and sparking. It's nope. not slightly wonky. It's just... It's neatly landed right in the middle of that carrier. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, uh, it's... Uh, it, it sh- it's one of those things where it's like, it's TV, let it go. But it that really winds me up every time I no, watch it. I'm with
1: you on that one. So, the war carrier is carrying troops. Yeah. And the Doctor goes to Kashamis, but Kashamis is a person, David, not a place.
0: Uh Ah, yes. And it's not just
1: any old person. It's it's Barristan Selmy from Game of Thrones.
0: (laughs) It is. He's popped in. That's nice. It's it's a while since we've had a Game of Thrones Thrones person.
1: Grandad Joe from Derry Girls. I don't know if you've ever watched Derry Girls, David.
0: Uh, Not yet on my to-do list.
1: Uh, I just finished watching it again today. It's yeah. really good.
0: Yeah, I've, I I uh, hear good I things.
1: I can't remember the actor's name. Uh blah blah blah. blah, uh, blah I mean blah, 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 blah. Ian McKinn... I can't say this. Machel Uh yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Um I mean he's always going to be barrister and sell me to me. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, it's nice to see him. He seems jolly. He's got he's got a touch of Father Christmas about him. Like yeah. battle-worn Father Christmas.
1: Yeah. But he's also a really creepy, weird hermit here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like, like Father Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can't believe there's only three humans remaining. Yeah. Uh, a shad boards the war carrier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we cannot take this ship to the boundary as there's now Cybermen on board. If we take them to the place the Cybermen can't go, they're going to go and they'll kill all the remaining humans. Yeah. Uh, so Ashad begins awakening all the Cybermen on board as yeah. the ascension begins.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: the Doctor opens the boundary. Yeah. And we flash back to Brendan, who's retiring. But as he does, he has his memory wiped.
0: Yeah. And it's not just anyone wiping. I don't know if you picked up... But it's it's the man who found him as a baby, and yep. the um, the, police the police officer chief. that interviewed him when he was first applying. So they ha- they cl- apparently haven't aged at all.
1: No, no. Uh, yeah, and it's pretty horrific because all the Brendan stuff's been like really nice up until then.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing. It's it's had this sort of like twee Sunday night drama vibe, and then all of a sudden it like comes screaming back in with some horrible uh, screwy Mm. sci-fi. Yeah, I I really like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, all the Cybermen awake. Yaz finally talks to the Doctor because they've been separate for most of the episode. Mm -hmm. And as the boundary opens, we see it leads to Gallifrey. Yeah. And not just that, the Master pops out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good to see him back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he says, "Be afraid! Everything is about to change forever."
0: Yeah, and he doesn't just pop out, but like he is—he is like a cartoon character at that yeah. point. It's just
1: like he, he falls to the ground, like the opening of uh, Mister Bean. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I but I love it. You know, I mean, God, this this episode could have done with a bit of that energy. You know. Before the final moments, I feel like, um, but yeah, I mean, he was obviously coming back, wasn't he? Yeah, there's absolutely no point in pretending otherwise.
1: Yeah, but the big question is, how does it all tie together? Um, like, he's here now. Yeah. Gallifrey's wrecked. Yep. The Cybermen are doing whatever they want. Yep. You know, somewhere there's another version of the Doctor just
0: rocking about. Yep. Barristan Selby's here. Yeah, and um, somewhere there out there, there's a policeman in Ireland getting his mind wiped. Yeah. Have you got any any theories going into next week?
1: No, because it'll end up being something absolutely mental that I can't ever predict. Um, what if that I... that policeman is yeah. the fourteenth incarnation of the Doctor, Dave? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, know, it's been hiding in plain sight this whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's just an Irish policeman.
0: Well, what if I tell you, Matt, that next week we are going to be watching the Timeless Children.
1: Children.
0: Children. Plural. Oh, just
1: what? <laughs> oh man! <my. laughs> it's never, never simple with this bloody show, is
0: it? It's not. It's not.
1: No. Great. Can't wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it already.
0: I can feel your enthusiasm just radiating off your bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, join us listeners uh, next week when we will be discussing The Timeless Children. But until then, as always, thank you ever so much for listening. Until next time, cheer again. Bye now.